Hi everyone, it's Christy Wolf from Kelly Dry's Advertising Group, and I wanted to talk a little bit about some FTC and FDA enforcement that we saw last week, of course, relating to COVID-19. If you follow our blogs, Ad Law Access and Food and Drug Law Access, uh, you'll know that this is not the first time we've seen these agencies engage in enforcement relating to false, uh, false cure type of claims, and more specifically, uh, false COVID-19 cures. Uh, we've chronicled this in, in prior posts. What I thought was interesting about last week's warning letters uh, was that they tended to cover a wider range of products. What we previously saw was products labeled as dietary supplements um, that featured some sort of false cure type of claim and some of them hawked by you know various television personalities or um, other folks. But this covered a lot broader scope of products. You know, for example, citing to the FTC's warning letters, they referenced false claims on acupuncture products, IV therapies, ozone treatments, stem cell treatments, you know, appearing to try to reach beyond, you know, just your typical popping a pill to solve a problem kind of thing, um, and to other kinds of therapies that apparently are being advertised uh, to treat or cure COVID-19. Um, of course, the concern being that there is no approved treatment, um, and this is brought out in both the FDA and the FTC warning letters, and that these are, you know, unsubstantiated claims, product DA uh, uh, parlance uh, misbranded. Um, and I think everybody who probably listens to this blog, or to this podcast rather, knows that, right? These false cure type of claims are inherently problematic and are things that companies should should not do. Um, there's a, an obvious public health consideration. The thing that I want to flag, though, for the audience that is probably listening to this is that all of this pandemic environment that we're living in creates a certain type of advertising context. And I'm sure we've all seen a lot of advertisements, you know, around we're all in this together and how, you know, various companies are working to be good community stewards and stuff like this, really trying to promote, you know, unity and community and helpfulness. Um, and when we think about the place of health products and health claims in this, it's a, it's a, it's a really unique environment in which to be advertising, um, particularly if you're going to talk about supporting the immune system or something like that. Uh, and so for marketers and companies selling these products, a couple of things I wanted to flag are that you want to be really conscious of this context as you develop your advertising and, and be sure that you're, you're careful about what is being conveyed, uh, both in terms of what your product can do expressly, uh, but also the context, right? Are you showing coughs or people, you know, in crowded settings and stuff like that, that may seem on the one hand, both, um, possibly a little bit tone deaf, but but even more concerning from a legal standpoint, um, you know, may convey a claim that really can't be supported in terms of protecting your, uh, protecting a consumer um, in a crowded environment. Um, you also want to watch for things like, you know, the website name, product names, um, AdWord tags, and other kinds of unseen advertising techniques that may be used, uh, but that are not expressly seen by the consumer and make sure that your marketers 
aren't engaging in some of these kind of behind the curtain techniques that if there were to be an investigation could cause trouble for the companies. Um, of course, finally, keep an eye on what's going on with respect to social media, because if there are companies out there advertising immune system products or other related types of health claims, uh, there may be questions coming up on social media that could lead to uh, an unintentional adoption of a treatment or uh, prevention type of claim that can't be or isn't substantiated. And likewise, make sure that your marketers are trained about uh, not unintentionally um, encouraging or uh, trying to get consumers to comment on, on these sorts of things. So if they like a comment that perhaps relates to preventing COVID-19, um, that could be construed as, as an adoption of that comment. Uh, likewise, if they ask a question, hey, tell us what you're doing to flatten the curve or pre prevent the spread of, of COVID-19 and someone writes back and says, well, I'm doing it because I use your product um, and that gets liked by someone in the company, that could be construed as adopting that particular claim and, and to the extent that it's not substantiated uh, could result in some scrutiny from a, a regulator or another party. So it all comes back to being cognizant of how claims appear in the context in which they are made and making sure that they're properly substantiated and truthful and not misleading. So really the, the golden rules of advertising, I guess. That's all I have for today, but check out all of the terrific uh, complimentary content we have on our COVID-19 Response Resource Center at kellydry.com. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y-D-R-Y-E.com. Or try our blogs, adlawaccess and fooddruglaw.com. Thanks very much. Bye.